Do you ever feel like as an entrepreneur, you're reaching, reaching, reaching without being sure what you're actually reaching for? Maybe you're constantly overwhelmed by the amount of things there are to do to grow your business, or you're feeling stuck, like you've hit a monetary plateau, but aren't quite sure how to move past it. In this week's episode, we go deep to shift that stress to success. So not only do you feel better, but your bank account will too. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Shanna DeWitt, a business strategist that helps entrepreneurs align who they are with what they do as they go through transitions in their business. She doesn't believe in being had by the hustle. She believes in creating a job that fits around your life instead of a life that fits around your job. Shanna is the host of the Be Heard podcast and the creator of DIY Branding for Entrepreneurs course. When she's not working, you can find her planning her next adventure with her family. Shanna, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Before we dive in, I'd love for my listeners to get to know you a little bit better. I know as entrepreneurs, many of us have a deeper reason and impact we're looking to make in the world. Would you mind sharing with us why you do the work that you do? Well, I have a couple of different whys. So there's the why of that, you know, I want to support my family and that I want to support us in having a certain type of lifestyle. And that lifestyle for me is really being able to spend time with my kids and be able to just do things that I want to do instead of having to be squished into a nine to five job or what usually turns into more of a, you know, 50 hour a week job that's supposed to be 40 hours and just really being able to make choices and live life on my terms and have the flexibility that I need to be able to spend time with my family. But my why as far as what I do is that I just really love, love, love helping people build businesses. And it's not just the design work or the strategies that I love. It's the people. I really love being able to get to know my clients. I love being able to be a part of their journey and see them be able to create jobs that give them the same flexibility that I have so that they can enjoy their lives and feel good about the work that they do. And then I also love how it makes a complete circle. So when I help somebody build a business that allows them to step into their genius to really serve people, then in that way, I'm part of serving all of those people. And so I like helping people be able to help more people. I love that. That makes me so happy. And I know that was definitely a huge part of my own entrepreneurial journey because when I left my corporate job at Tommy Hilfiger, on paper, it was this like super dreamy job. And I just remember feeling that if this is what success looks like, why doesn't it feel like success? Um, And I think that 
creating that flexibility within my schedule. You know, when I became a freelance designer and now the work that I do in coaching, just having that flexibility to go for a midday run or, um, you know, go for a midday sushi date with my man. It allows for the living part (laughs) of having your own business. And part of the reason that, you know, ultimately I do the work that I do. So I love that. So Shanna, can you tell me what is the one mindset shift that changed everything for you? I think the biggest mindset shift for me is one that continues to be a shift, and that is being able to define what success looks like. And the reason why I think this is so important is because when you're an entrepreneur, it can be really difficult. You can really beat yourself up because you can easily tie your worthiness to the success of your business. And it's hard. And I don't think that there's anyone that I know that doesn't struggle with this. And so when you are building your business, if you've tried to model your idea of success off of someone else, you could be one setting unrealistic goals. And so you're kind of setting yourself up to feel like a failure. And then two, you're not living up to success for what it really means for you. Just like you were saying with working at Tommy Hilfiger, most people would be like, heck yeah, girl, you you know, you're doing a great job. You're killing it. Like they could even be envious and jealous of you. But for you, you know, after you got that job and were really in it, it just didn't feel like success anymore. And I love that you were brave enough to say, well, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It just doesn't feel right. And so I'm going to do something different. What I realized a few months ago is that especially when times were hard, that I would always think, well, it would be nice to make this amount of money, but X amount of money would be enough. It would be enough for me to do everything that I need to do and be comfortable. And for some reason, it just finally dawned on me that that's what I was doing that was wrong. So it was a huge shift for me to say, wait a minute, why am I just saying that would be enough? Like, do I not dare to make more money? I could have been doing it sooner if I had not set such limitations for myself. That's kind of a large mindset shift, but it's really the same thing because it's really all about how you define success. I love that. There are so many things that you said there that I just, I'm obsessed with. So how did you reconcile that? How did you get to a place where you really drew the line in the sand? Well, it's funny that you say that because I haven't. (laughs) It's like, I've realized that I've got to stop doing it. And I have two clients right now who, honestly, I feel like at this point, they're taking advantage of me. I did not set very clear boundaries. And honestly, my gut told me it was not going to be a good fit for us to work together in the beginning, but I just didn't say no. But I think that it's kind of one of those, that's the last straw thing, because I don't want to get myself into a situation like that anymore. And I have just been really thinking about the boundaries and and what I can do different in a lot of different ways. And some of it's communication. Next time I do a quote, I'm going to be very specific about what is okay and what's not okay. And instead of offering, actually offering to do something extra, because I feel like, oh, well, that's just going to be nice and really make their experience better. I'm going to offer to do it for an additional cost because I just can't continue to do things for free. It's not serving me. It's not serving my family. It's definitely not serving my pocketbook. Yes. I think we can all relate to that. And you know what I love here is just how open and honest you're being that this is kind of like an evolving process and that even these boundaries that we create, we really have to work at. And we have to remember that 
you know, oh, that was a red flag with a client last time. And I promised myself I wasn't going to do this again, or I promised myself that I was going to charge for that this time. And I think that's a process. And that's something that you come to by having these experiences over and over again, and not necessarily beating yourself up over it, but just beginning to notice how that makes you feel and how you can, you know, take an action in the future that will have the impact and the result that you actually want, which is for most of us more income. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, if I wanted to feel undervalued and underpaid, I would have stayed at my full-time job, you know, like I didn't get into this and all of the extra (laughs) things and extra work that it takes to be like that. And so that was really it because it does not feel good, especially at this point in the game to have somebody not value you. And that's really what it, what it's about. Right. And part of that I think is setting those expectations up front, because I think sometimes when clients become accustomed to getting certain things for free or us always throwing in one more service or saying, yeah, that's not a problem. Like you can bounce that idea off me or, you know, whatever the the case may be. When they become accustomed to that boundary, sometimes it's really hard to go backwards. And like you said, you know, because they hadn't had to pay for it in the past, all of a sudden when you did set that boundary, they didn't want to pay because they were used to getting it for free. And I mean, I think that's a human reaction and we can't necessarily fault them for that. But what we can do is make sure that that boundary is set so much sooner. I know when most people hear the word success, their mind goes straight to money as the most important thing in business. So how do you think that money fits into that success equation? Do you think that it's all about money? Do you think that we reconcile those little wins on a daily basis? How do you reconcile that like piece that money plays in what your overall version of success looks like? I'm not going to lie. Making the money felt great. But the biggest thing that happened is that it really shifted my perspective where I was like, hold on a second. This wasn't hard. It really wasn't. It's totally doable and I can do it and I will do it every month. I'm going to make $10,000 or more every single month. And the reason why is because money to me is security. But it also feels really good to do the things that you would not have been able to do before. I just think that it's really important that you acknowledge the things in your everyday life that really make you feel good and make you feel successful. Because if you don't, you're constantly going to be chasing something else instead of really living your life now and feeling good now. I love that. Are you feeling constantly overwhelmed by all there is to do in your business? You find yourself wondering when you'll be able to embrace the freedom and flexibility you craved when you first started down this crazy roller coaster of entrepreneurship. I've been there and I got you. Head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free simplifying success coaching call where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to go from stress to success. I only have a few spots available each week, so get on over there and book yours today. I know for me, my morning runs are a huge part of what makes me feel successful, just that I can, you know, get out of bed when I want to, I can drive to the lake, I run around the lake with my puppy, and I can kind of wake up as the world wakes up. And it's something that's so small. But the fact that, you know, I can get home whenever and start my work day after I shower and have breakfast, and all those kind of things that I do as part of my morning routine, that is part of what makes me feel successful. Not being tied to a schedule and being able to have that freedom has been huge for me. And 
you know, those are things that are available now. I don't have to wait to hit X dollar amount to start feeling that kind of success today. And I think it's really important, like what you were saying about going to the grocery store in the middle of the day, that those are things that are totally available to us now. And when we keep reaching and reaching and reaching, that's when we start feeling less than. And that's when we start feeling like success is so far away. And I'm not saying that we have to lower our expectations, but I do think that there's something that comes with celebrating the wins now. So I think when we start celebrating those wins and start recognizing that we already have a piece of that now, that we become happier people overall. And I think what that does is you start seeing the goals that you're actually reaching for they start coming a lot quicker because we're, we start to show up in a new way. And I think that that can be really powerful. So let's talk about goal setting when it comes to success. Are you still reaching for those super dreamy goals? Are you reaching for dollar amounts? Are you celebrating the wins? I think sometimes when we hear these things, it almost sounds like mixed messages. We're like, okay, celebrate the wins, celebrate the everydays. And then all of a sudden you'll get to where you want to be. And I think sometimes it's hard for our brain to reconcile those differences. And I think they are subtle in some ways. So what's your take on that? What's your take on goal setting? Well, I think it might be helpful for me to explain that I've had a lot of different takes on that. (laughs) And um, overall, though, I think that it's great to set goals. And I'm definitely a type A goal setter, you know, filling out things in my bullet journal every month kind of person. But I've also realized from my own experience and talking to so many other entrepreneurs is that success is a moving target because what we define as success in one part of our life could look very unsuccessful in another and it always changes. So when I was in school, I was very driven and all I wanted to do was work like a hundred hours a week at an agency and work my way up to being creative director. And I thought like that was the end all be all, right? That was like everything that I wanted. It's funny how that shifts. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's definitely, I mean, that sounds like hell to me right now. And even after I started my business, I thought about going back to work for somebody else. I think all of us think that, but I actually went in for an interview. And when I walked in, I felt sick to my stomach. Like just looking at everybody sitting at their desk, I was like, oh no, this is not for me. I don't, I don't want this at all. And I mean, I definitely don't want to work 60, 80 hour weeks. Not at all. That doesn't interest me. And so I went through with the interview, but I didn't go on another one after that. Like I just knew it wasn't for me. My idea of success now, I could care less about being in print magazine. I don't want to work <laughs> at an agency, not a top one, not a middle one or whatever. I think success for me, you know, it's continued to change. I mean, there were times in my business where I was really about trying to get the most creative projects and work with people that I really liked. And then there, there were other times where I didn't care what the project was as long as it put money in my bank account, you know? Yeah. So that's really changed a lot. But right now for me, I mean, money, yes. Money is always going to be a goal. I mean, I wouldn't sit here and try to act like I don't care about money. Obviously, I do. Money's great. It lets me do all the things that I want to do. But um, for me, I really want to see how I can connect with people more. And that's why I have my podcast and different things that I'm doing with my business friends to try to see if we can build more community because that's, again, filling a bucket, which is really loving to talk to people and loving to teach and all of those types of things. And 
I've shifted my business, so I'm working on my own transition into doing more coaching and less design work. And so that's kind of where my energy and intent is right now is building community and really seeing how I can shift my business into a different way. And then my third thing is getting some boundaries like we were talking about earlier with not doing doing things for free and really trying to shift my time so that I'm working less hours. So that's really important to me right now to be able to work less hours so that I'm able to put more focus into my girls and being able to um, help them with school and living life. You know, I really just want to spend more time living life my way. I love having a very lengthy morning routine. I like being able to take little trips and little excursions because adventure is really important to me. So defining success for me right now is more loose. It's not so much about having a grid and and worrying. I think the worrying, I think that uh, being type A and just my personality, I'm can get very slunk into the details. And so I've actually been working on taking a step back and kind of thinking about things more general and more intuitively rather than being so uniform. Here's my spreadsheet kind of thing. Yeah, totally. And I love how the way that you described it is that there isn't one solid version of success and that our own versions of success kind of evolve with us. I think that's exactly how it's supposed to go because as you start reaching the goals that you set for yourself and as you start reaching that very thing that makes you feel successful, they start evolving and we start celebrating the wins and we sort of evolve our version of success with it. And like you were saying, I think a lot of us have had that grass is always greener on the other side moment. And I love that you actually went on an interview and you know, saw what that would be like, because I think there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there who have that moment, maybe daily, where they say, oh man, must be so nice to go in and work for someone else and just know that you're going to have a steady paycheck, never have to worry about benefits. But we, the thing is, we all know what that's like. And for a lot of us, that's what brought us to where we are today is because that wasn't enough. And we realized that we wanted to have more of an impact and we wanted to have more flexibility around our schedule. And we wanted to be able to build these very definitions of success that we had for ourselves. And I think that's important to remember and sometimes a nice reality check too, when you see what it would actually be like to get what you want (laughs) or what you think you want. And realize, no, I actually am on the right path and I actually should stick with this. Another thing to think about is when you really focus on the feeling like and that when you do that, you're opening yourself up to things being better than you thought to different ways that you can do things, different opportunities. And if you are just really focused on this is what it looks like and it only looks like this, you may never get there and you're closing yourself off from having things be better and just having different opportunities to get the feeling. And I really think that that's just going to take you 10 times as long. 10 times as long to get to where you want to be. If you have this really specific idea and that's the only way that you think that it can happen, it can take you a lot longer than if you open yourself up to different avenues to kind of get to the same feeling rather than this specific thing. Like how long would it have taken me to get into that specific job that I thought that I wanted? And then when I got there, would it have felt any better than it feels right now to be just here, you know, in a t-shirt talking to you and making <laughs> the same amount of money? Yes, I I agree. And I also, to your point, I think sometimes that tunnel vision is what cuts us off from experiencing success right now. 
in that I know that I have had a habit in the past of discounting my own successes because they didn't show up in the exact way that I thought that they should. You know, the $10,000 project I landed wasn't great because it wasn't the dreamiest of dreamy clients or the run that I went for this morning wasn't great because it started raining. And I think I don't think I'm the only person that does this. I think that, you know, sometimes we have a habit of discounting those successes, those things that could be considered wins, and we just don't let ourselves win. And I think if we opened ourselves up to the possibility that it could come in different forms and that success doesn't have to come in this neat, tidy, little gift-wrapped box with a bow on it, that we would start celebrating the wins that are right in front of us and we would start being open to all the different ways that they could show up in our lives and that would only show up tenfold in other areas of our lives too. Yeah, I was just thinking about how a few months ago I went and stayed um, with my sister for a few weeks and usually when I go home to visit my family, you know, I'm just there to visit family, but I actually needed to work inside the computer and I was working like regular work hours and stuff. And then I was talking to my sister and I said, gosh, I really need to get my crap together. And she said, well, Shava, I can't imagine what that would look like. She said, before you came and stayed with us and with your computer and stuff, she said, I really didn't understand what it was that you did, but I'm genuinely impressed. She's like, you're, you do a lot of stuff. And she said, I don't know how you do everything that you do. So I can't imagine what it would look like if you thought that you were, could be more together. And that really made me feel good, you know, because it did also make me stop and think, yeah, I really do. I really do a lot of stuff. Well, also recognizing those stories we tell ourselves, right? So if you're constantly thinking, I really need to get my crap together, I really need to get my crap together, your brain is only going to find evidence that you really need to get your crap together. So you're going to start mentally racking up all the different ways that you could get your crap together by waking up at X time, by sending X emails, by you know ending your workday on time. And I think when we start looking for evidence that we're winning and that we're celebrating and that this is what success looks like, your brain is going to find more of those. So it's definitely recognizing those stories. And like your sister said, I really don't know what that would look like because you work pretty damn hard, Shauna. <laughs> so I think, you know, sometimes it takes a different perspective or someone outside of our own head to point those things out to us. And say, you just said that like it's true. And that definitely doesn't feel true to me. <laughs> so that we can re-examine those stories and we can start shifting them and start embracing what we have now. So Shanna, tell me, how do you work with clients these days? As I mentioned, I am transitioning in my own business. And that's also what I help clients do. So my background is in branding and web design. And as I was doing all of this kind of work with the clients, I found that I really took on also a coaching role of being able to help them navigate things as far as accountability and mindset and stuff like that. And that people had really similar problems all across the board. And the other thing that I found is that I really loved the most the part where just meeting the clients and kind of the kickoff calls and things like that. And the other thing that I really loved was helping them develop strategies. So that looks like how you show up on social media. A lot of that is still your brand. So making sure that your visual message and your verbal message, you know, that tells people who you are, what you do and who you do it for all is very cohesive. 
So what I do now is I still do branding and web design, but mostly the clients come through a referral base and I do some of that work. And the other bulk of my work comes from working with people in six month increments. So we take a really good look at your business, um, what's working for you, what's not working for you and where you want to go. So I really help people that are transitioning and that they have grown. Maybe they want to work with a different type of client or they want to niche in and be really specific in their services. And I help them navigate those changes. Also, clients that are going through transitions as far as really wanting to scale and grow. So maybe they want to add courses or workshops or something like that into their brand. And they want to know how to do that seamlessly and easily so that they're not losing clients so that they are pivoting their brand message. So when they have these courses that they want to sell or these workshops that people are ready for that, that they're excited about it instead of being like, wait, you're doing what now? I'm being really confused because one thing I know about everyone is that people like consistency and they don't like surprises. And when they feel like something's a surprise or they don't understand it, they're like immediately back up. (laughs) So we don't want that. So I help people take these big steps so it seems like big leaps in their business and break them down into manageable steps. And then I'm there to provide accountability and kind of cheer them on as we go through the process of making these transitions. I love that. It makes me so happy to see you doing this work in the world. And I love how you've kind of connected the dots there of your your own skill sets and really putting this work out into the world that you're not only amazing at, but also helps others um, determine their own version of success. So Shanna, if our listeners love what they heard today, where can they find you? Well, if you would like to see what kind of courses I have, get some free resources, take an archetype quiz because I love quizzes, you can go to tipsystudio.com. If you would like to work with me one-on-one, you can check me out at shannadewitt.com. And you can always find me on Instagram at shannadewitt. If you'd like to have more conversations like these and get some inspiration for your own entrepreneurial journey, you can listen in to the Be Heard podcast. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Shanna. I love having these conversations and definitely go check Shanna out, guys. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelly.com slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. So I'm going to tell the story just so our listeners can hear. Okay. But I think it was in, it was probably in like my first two weeks of freelancing and I was still, you know, adjusting to moving to Colorado. I was adjusting to a new work schedule and having this time in the middle of the day. I don't even think my furniture had been delivered yet to Colorado. So my desk setup was like a camping chair 
and a like trunk that we had bought in Colorado at an antique shop. And I was in the grocery store in the middle of the day, like grabbing a few things, like, you know, taking advantage of the freedom and flexibility that I had. And this guy basically starts playing chicken with me with his shopping cart in the middle of the aisle to see like who would move first. And I just remember thinking that this guy was insane. And who does that? Like, who starts playing chicken and starts picking a fight in the middle of the grocery store on, like, a Wednesday afternoon? Like, these are the kind of people that shop in the middle of the day. So I've sort of had, like, a traumatic experience since then. I don't really go grocery shopping in the middle of the day unless I have to anymore. (laughs) Well, I'm telling you, you're missing out because that's when there's not a lot of people there and you can get in and you can get out. The worst time to go to the store. No, I'm not crazy. I'll be there. I'll be like, hey, girl. 